let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Scott Tucker here with Veteran Wealth Secrets. Thank you again for joining us on now, I, geez, I believe the 34th or 5th episode already of the show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. We're really having a great time getting insight from those who have already transitioned or in transition or, or doing something else outside of the military from the traditional path or have some insights to share that, that help them along the way that they think many of you could use as well. And so we're really excited to have Amanda Huffman on today to share her insights into getting out. First, she was Air Force in the Air Force and then got out, became a military spouse and then became a military blogger and has is now the host also of the Woman of the Military podcast. And of course, a, a currently a military spouse and a mom of two. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. There, there's a lot going on there. You obviously have quite the story to one, having served yourself. I'm guessing, is that where you met your husband? Yeah, we met in college during ROTC. Okay, very cool. Oh gosh, you guys got got went into it together. Well, tell us a little bit about that story of deciding to get out, but obviously one of you stayed in. Right. So I was a civil engineer in the Air Force, and I don't know if you know a lot about civil engineers in the Air Force, but they deploy a lot. And yeah. I had the great fortune of deploying with the Army to Afghanistan. Oh, geez. And that was a, a nine-month deployment with four months of training, so I was gone almost a whole year. I got home like four days before a year would have been. And that was a really hard deployment. And when I was pregnant with my son, I knew that at the time, six months after he was born, I would likely deploy. And I was like, that deployment was really hard with a husband. It would be so much harder, like six months postpartum. I didn't, I, I just couldn't see myself doing that. And so I decided to leave the military and my husband stay in. And so a lot of it had to do with being dual military, but ultimately the reason I left and he stayed in was because the deployment aspect of my career field was a lot more high ops. Yeah, I, I could totally understand that. I was Army. I got deployed with an Air Force unit. Oh, and that must have been so rough. Our deployment, that, I, mean, I had already been on another Army deployment, so I, I know both sides. It was nice. We were at Al Udeed, so nobody was shooting at us. We had, had a pool, and it was only three months. Thank you for doing what you do to support the what you did to support the army units. Because that's the one thing I, I learned about working with the Air Force. I was like, yeah, we always make the jokes, the Chair Force or whatever. But honestly, I I've just never been more impressed with a military organization than what the Air Force does. And all the, you know, the our guys on the ground, of course, appreciate that. But the real opportunity that that many have that must have been a tough decision because being dual military, were you both officers? Yeah. Yeah. So dual military officers, if they end up doing a full career, put themselves light years uh, ahead. So, you know, 
you, that must have been a tough choice for obvious reasons, but you didn't want to just sit at home and, and raise the kids. You said, hey, I, I still want to contribute to our community. Tell us how you got into blogging and, and now podcasting, because there's just so much opportunity there. Anybody can do it. It's a skill set. They don't teach us at school. But what do we, what do folks need to know, especially in this day and age where, hey, jobs might not be what they were in the past. If you know these skill sets, you can set yourself up for whatever you want. Yeah, so I started my blog writing for five minutes once a week, which it seems like such a small amount of time, but everything that I've built has grown from that. And and I also had a degree in civil engineering, not English, not marketing, (laughs) but I always had a love for writing. And so it was when I started my blog, I started connecting with different people and getting involved in different communities. And I just slowly started adding more things to it. And usually I had no idea what I was doing, but I just tried to figure out what I could do and then make mistakes, go back, change it, and then move forward and just keep building on that. So what was the what was the catalyst to get started? Because I, I totally understand what you're saying. I remember I, I finally hired someone to, to make a website for me. And when she got done, she was like, all right, when you start blogging, I was like, Blog, what am I going to write? One, I was a Portuguese major. and it's. But I'm always curious. Like, eventually, I just I felt the need to do it. What, what was your catalyst? So I found this blogger who was a mom blogger, and she did this thing called Five Minute Friday. And so every Friday, she'd throw out a prompt word, and then I would write for five minutes on that prompt oh. word. And so mine started out really small, and I've erased a lot of my blog. But if you used to go back and look, my blog was like, whatever Amanda felt like writing about for the day. Mm. And it wasn't like there was no niche, there was no focus. And I tried to be a mom blogger, a military spouse blogger, a travel blogger. And then slowly I found my way towards the women veteran space. But I made a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot along the way. So. Yeah, we if we don't, if we aren't trying, we're going to be fa- failing along the way, failing forward is the way to go. At least you're building the skill set and also checking out different niches, finding finding your voice. Tell us about that, because clearly you're now writing for veterans and there's a huge community out there. There's lots of bloggers, entrepreneurs in our space and in lots of just resources. What did you use to help you out along the way? So someone told me I should start going on LinkedIn because I was writing a lot about transitioning and they were like, LinkedIn, you should really be there. And I was like, really, isn't that a place you find a job? I don't understand. So I did a like 30 day challenge where I wrote every day and there were different prompts for LinkedIn. And through that, I started connecting with veterans. And I was like, there's this whole community of veterans, especially around transitioning or just after there's that huge veteran community on LinkedIn. And so I got involved in LinkedIn and was like, this is a really cool place to be. And it's my favorite platform. And so it was really when I started to get on LinkedIn, I started connecting with different veteran organizations and meeting more veterans. And it drew me into where I was heading with the podcast idea. Yeah, you're exactly right. I remember, I think I saw Gary V video two years ago and it was just, he's just like, oh, you got to be on LinkedIn. And I was like, I'm trying to publish and write more. I might as well throw it out there. And and sure enough, and, and by the way, n- nobody's being mean, like on Twitter or Facebook, <laughs> everybody wants to support, but what's that? tell us about the podcast, a woman in the military, obviously an under 
served or appreciated part in, in yet so many new changes. And for, I think there's females going through Navy SEALs now. It's a time for obviously the female voice in the military and the veteran community to really stand up. Because quite frankly, I, I think a lot of the military spouse community has, has really been on the forefront of getting online. And so someone like you, who's both a military spouse and a veteran, clearly has a unique perspective of the opportunities for that community. Yeah, I did. I started, I'm really active in the military spouse community and I got connected with a lot of military spouses and I was really surprised when they were like, oh, you're a veteran. Can you write about being a veteran? And I'm so, do you want to know about that? And they were like, yeah, we love your perspective. And it was the military spouse community who drew me into the veteran space because they wanted to hear my perspective and hear about what my experience was like. And in 2017, I did a deployment series and I emailed a bunch of people that I had deployed with, put it in different forums to try and get people to share their stories. And it ended up that I only had women respond to my call for deployment stories, which was not what I expected at all. I was expecting it to be mainly men. And so that series made me realize as a woman veteran that I can talk to women and women want to talk to me and women have these amazing stories that people don't know about. And so that's when I started shifting from like military in general and focused on women. And then that's where the podcast idea came from. Wow. I'm so glad that you did that. It's really cool that you started down doing one thing and then found something completely different. And that's the opportunity if for anybody just putting yourself out there, don't have an agenda, find what people would like. But I know you want to talk a little bit more about you can't always do it alone. Uh, blogging and podcasting seems like a very individual thing. And it is. All you have to do is hit record or start writing and put it up there. Teach yourself some skills. Um, but if you are going to grow and have any sort of influence, which if you're doing this thing, hopefully you want to influence people for good. But can't do it alone. What, what did you want to dive into there? As a woman veteran, I felt really like an outsider. That's why I went to the military spouse community because I was like, I'm a woman. There's lots of women in the military spouse community. And the veteran communities, like old males, like the VFW, I had these stereotypes. And so I didn't feel welcome to be a part of the veteran community. And I was missing out on this like enormous wealth of knowledge. And I actually went to lunch at Podcast Movement with Ben Colloy. He does the Military Veteran Dad podcast. Mm -hmm. And we had this in-depth conversation where we were talking about transitioning. And he was like saying what was in my mind. And I was like, oh, male veterans understand what I feel too. And I had felt so alone before that conversation where I felt like I was the only one who was dealing with what I was dealing with. But in reality, when I talked to him, I realized it wasn't just women veterans that I needed to talk to. It was male and female veterans. And that when we all work together, we can just reach so many more people. And the male veterans have supported my podcast in a way that I never expected because I felt like I was leaving them out by focusing just on women, but they're the ones who are like, no, you should just talk about women and they need to hear their stories. And so it's been really cool to realize that the veteran community is not just for men, but for men and women. And it's a really great place to be. 
Yeah, th- thank you for saying that because it's totally understandable that a female veteran would come out and feel like, hey, there aren't going to be resources to me. Clearly, the numbers are one side or the other, so therefore it must be different. Uh, honestly, I hadn't really thought of it in that way. And, and we're all supportive of veterans, but just, yeah, when you go on LinkedIn, it's it's a bunch of male faces you know, over and over again. And then sometimes when you see the female face, maybe it's easy to assume that it's, it's a military spouse that is active in the community. But really, we go through a lot of the same things. So thanks for that. I actually noticed that you uh, recently interviewed a friend of mine, Cor- Corinne Devon, the, the oh, dentist. Oh, yeah, today her podcast came out. Yeah, really? Okay, very cool. Because she was someone that when I met, I was like, holy cow. Like, she's not just a, a dentist, but like a really high-end one and famous. But then she's also got this beauty career going right. on the side. And uh, so I love that you're showcasing uh, someone like her to to the different opportunities we have while on active duty or otherwise. Tell me, as, as you're transi- transitioning out and, and finding, you know, at these resources and how maybe we're going through some of the same things, what were you thinking of doing when you, when you got, were you, were you planning on originally being a stay-at-home mom or were you looking at various jobs? So what were the struggles you felt you weren't, you didn't know how to solve during your transition? Well, I felt like I was the only one dealing with the emotions that I was dealing with because I felt like the reason that I was struggling so much was because I chose to be a stay-at-home mom and not because I was a veteran and I lost my identity. Like, I didn't realize that we all go through that. And the reason that TAPS is finding a job is because they're trying to replace that identity and they don't ever talk about, like, the emotions. I listen to Ben's podcast a lot. His That conversation really had a huge impact on my life. But he talks about how there's a transition people don't talk about of going into the military and how it changes you. And they only focus on, like, when you leave. And it's just that it's like they don't, the military doesn't talk about you're not the same person leave. And it's just so hard. I wrote a blog piece called how the military affects your brain because I talked to a psychologist and she said from 18 to 24 your brain is in its like final formation of being an adult and the military's training you to react and do certain things based on like rank and how we are like mission focused and it was it actually went viral on LinkedIn because people related with it so much because I think it was for them they were like me where they're like there's not something wrong with me. The military made me this way. And it's just such an interesting perspective of like how much the impact of the military has on your life. And we don't even realize it. No one talks about that. No, you're right. And man, I'm so sorry. We got a little choppy there for for the last 30 seconds. Uh, Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Okay. I I think we're back. I I got most of that, but if you want to, if you want to go back and, and reiterate, you're talking about identity, of coming out of the military that's so relevant because you were somebody before the military um why do we ignore that when we're coming out and only think about i turned a wrench and and i was fixing planes or doing this in the military therefore i had leadership skills so therefore i only have that like for me personally i forgot i was a creative i forgot i liked to perform until 15 years later i'm like oh i like doing this podcast writing type stuff i was totally leaving that out and and so my identity post-military as a financial professional like it was gross i I didn't resonate with it all but i had a job you know it's so true and it's 
I think that's a really good point because the military is so mission focused that we're always like, get the job done, get the job done. And I was working on a project after I got out of the military and I came in and and the person's hello, how are you? And I was like, oh, you're a civilian. We don't talk like that. And it was just so interesting that she was like, we're in the real world now. We talk to people and the military just to get it done. And so the fact that you don't think about being creative and like who you are, you're just like, I just have to do my job. And you don't think about what do I actually want to do? Yeah. When, so as you started getting into to writing and creating, when did you start to realize it was helping you form an identity? Did you have any sort of epiphany that, that you're like, holy cow, I just created this for myself? <laughs> I think it was in the first year of podcasting. It was a while because I've been blogging since 2014 and my podcast launched in 2019. But when I started hearing the stories of women and when I get messages about how like hearing the story of a woman impacted someone. I'm working to help women who are joining the military by creating a guide and I'm working on a book and how I can impact not only women who have served, but the next generation of women. I was like, this is really cool. This is really exciting what I get to do. And I just, I really love getting to talk to the women veterans. I say it's like my therapy because <laughs> I went to, through PTSD through therapy and now I get to do it through the podcast. Yeah, and helped so many in the process. What's your overall message as you're getting people sharing their stories? What are you finding to be the main message and theme that your listeners are appreciating? My main message when I started the podcast is your story matters. I don't care if you've served for one year or 25 years. It doesn't matter. Your story matters and people need to hear your story. It doesn't matter what like how long you served. I think sometimes we get a lot of, oh, I can't share my story. I only served six years or I only did, or I didn't deploy. So my story isn't important. But every person who serves in the military or every person in general has a story to tell, but, and we need to tell those stories. And so the podcast has general officers and it has airmen basics on the podcast. It has every range of the ranks and it's not like, a lot of, I get some comments of people who don't actually listen and they're like, oh, it's an Air Force officer. She probably only talks to officers. And it's like, no, it's everybody. It's every rank. I have had all the branches and I've had enlisted officer from every branch. And it's not meant to just be a certain, it's everybody's story because your story matters. So if they do give you pushback and say, I didn't do enough or it was boring, what do you give them as the why? What's We always hear that Simon Sinek thing. What's your why? What, what do you tell them to say, What here's why you need to tell your story? I usually, so I have a standard set of questions and I just start with like, why did you decide to serve? And then talk about like your time in the military and then go through transition. And then what advice would you give to the next generation of women? And In the beginning, I think I had people who didn't feel like their story was worth telling. I know I had a lot of people who felt guilty about leaving the military before 20 years who Hmm. were like, I can't share my story because I didn't retire or something like that. But I think because the podcast is such a wide variety, people, they don't do that anymore. They're like, I don't have an excuse. She talks to everybody. And it's amazing the people who would tell me like, 
One person emailed me after we did an interview and she's, I know my story's not very good. So if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. And I thought her story was so impactful because she talked about the guilt that she hmm. felt of not serving and, and just the loneliness and everything she talked about was so important, but she still felt this. I, I don't deserve to tell my story, but everybody's story has value. And I think people know that now when they talk to me. No, oh, great. Cause I mean, that's, that's so true. There's going to be somebody coming that you were in their shoes once we hear it so often. If, if you're willing to go out and share your story, you'd never know who you might impact. And by the way, they might reach out to you. It might make you feel really good. All of a sudden you're networking. That's, if you're not sharing your story, then nobody's ever going to know who you are. What are we on LinkedIn for? People want to get a job. Really, you're doing personal branding in a way. And personal branding doesn't have to mean getting famous. It's just getting people to know and trust you, right? Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Amanda, th thank you so much for, for coming on, sharing your insight. I'm looking forward to listening to the episode with uh, Corinne today <laughs> and, yeah. and see what you guys talked about. No, you, you're really an inspiration to, to get the word out for uh, women in the military and uh, looking forward to, to seeing how we can support and, and keep them growing. So tell us who, who should be contacting you and how do they do it? And how do they find the show? So... I guess my like target market is women who are looking to join the military. I created a free guide called A Girl's Guide to the Military. And if you go to my website, you can find it in the free resources section at the top. And then if you want to be on the podcast, expect to wait because I have lots of women who have signed up to share their story. But I have a link on the podcast landing page uh, where you can sign up to be a podcast guest when I record whenever I record next year. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Was well, that the uh, Airman to Mom? Is that the best website? Yeah, airmantomom.com has both the podcast and the Girl's Guide to the Military. Very cool. Thank you for being researched. Gosh, that 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 sounds genius because I'm sure there's extra fear getting into the military as a female. or And so I'm sure that's extremely valuable, yeah. but cool. Thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on. And for everybody, we'll see you next time. You. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.